Hello besties, welcome to another episode of How to Hot Girl. Thank you for tuning in and choosing to spend some time with me for the fourth time, um, which is quite crazy. Um, I've really enjoyed making this podcast so far and it's all the better that I get so much support from my friends and family. Um, So please keep sharing, keep listening. I really appreciate it and I hope you get something out of this episode too. Um, so my name is Eleanor and um, it is the start of a new week um, I started my day with a little self-love meditation on um, Wild Mind, the Wild Minds app which is really useful. I really like meditating right now. It does feel a little bit whimsical to say that like we're at the start of a new week. It's a new week to be grateful for, a new week of opportunities, seven more days to do something really cool with your time do something beneficial and just to have that out in front of you. Life is not to be taken for granted. That is intense Um, but we're going to have an intense episode today. Tomorrow as I record is of course Valentine's Day. Maybe it's Valentine's Day if you're listening. Maybe it's past. It's Valentine's week. It's that season where we're bombarded with the idea that we should be with a partner that we should be all dressed up and going out for dinner, that we should be content within ourselves. And, you know, it's a lot of BS. Um, I like Valentine's Day because I think of it as a day that's about love and not romance. If you're thinking about romance all the time, not even just Valentine's Day, you're doing it wrong. Um, So, for instance, tomorrow I'm going to have some of the girlies around... um, I'm going to have a silly little Galentine's brunch. Um, should be studying, but oh well, it's Galentine's. Um, and then I'm going to go for a massage um, later on in the day, which I'm really looking forward to. And very aptly, today I would like to discuss how to get over a breakup. Now, this is a bit of a hot topic for me. Um, I'm by no means a professional I'm just going to discuss my experiences and offer some guidance from them. But a bit of a hot topic for me. I am just shy of two months of breaking up with my ex. We broke up just before Christmas, which is obviously such a nice time to end things. Um, So it's been, it was a bit of a bumpy start. But today I would like to discuss 10 things that you can do to help get over a breakup with the hot girl mentality. I fully believe there are right and wrong ways to do things in this world. Um, Obviously we are human, we make mistakes, we have feelings, I'm gonna get into that. But I think you can do a breakup with integrity and doing it that way, at least in my experience, because like I say, we're all human, I've certainly made mistakes. And through my run of the mill, these are 10 things that have certainly helped me cut to the other side. Not that I'm fully there yet, it is a long process but 10 things that help do this in a way that is beneficial for you and to do things, like I say, with integrity and grace. I am kind of known in my friend group for being the one that is um, disciplined in matters like this. Like I'm the one people go to for sort of tough advice, tough love. Um, I usually implement it in my own life. I have no issue with cutting people out the amount of friends I've cut out over the past year. Not because I just could, but because obviously there were reasons. But for some reason with my ex, that that thread, that connection, it's just not it's just not that easy. Um but here I am, 
just shy of two months, like I say, and I've tried to do the best to act with grace and integrity and treat myself with kindness as well. You know that TikTok trend where it's like, why be sad, I think, when you can just be gone? Well, hot girlies, this is going to be about being gone. Being gone after a breakup, oh, it's just the best way to be, to just feel that distance. Admittedly, it sucks at first and it still sucks. But in a way, that distance, that barrier between you and your ex that comes about after a breakup, it can be a wonderful opportunity. I'm sorry, I'm really bombarding you with all this toxic positivity and no, I will talk about real human emotions in a bit, so don't, don't call me out just yet. But you can try, at least try and reframe it as a wonderful opportunity because there's going to be some pointers today that are going to help you make the most of this time. Because like I was discussing in my first episode about growth and uncomfortable feelings and taking advantage of them, you have been presented a wonderful opportunity to recalibrate within yourself and to grow and to do new things and take time for yourself. And yeah, it's hard and there is all the other stuff which is hunky-dory, um, it, is, it is a good opportunity to, to make the most of something. So think of that when I'm saying these next 10 things. Um, and also think when emotions run high, logic runs low. So if you have made mistakes already with your breakup, you've reached out to them, maybe you've slept with them, you slept with their friend, their dad, who knows? Um, you're human, it happens. It is never too late to set yourself on the right track for growth and getting over someone with the hot girly mindset. Um, so yeah, when emotions run high, logic runs low. So don't beat yourself up over anything. That being said, there are some don'ts that I would recommend. This isn't gonna be about don'ts, this episode's gonna be about do. But I would recommend not sleeping with their friends or messaging their friends. If they have done you dirty, if this person has really, really done you dirty, then by all means, fire away. Um, revenge can be a very, very sweet thing. But if it is just a breakup where like, you just don't have the time for one another, life's got in the way, no one's necessarily been the bad guy, then it's best to just take a step back and think, no, I'm, you're bigger than that. You're better than that. You're better than that, bestie. You've got other things to do with your time. Um, again, with like bashing them, it's really easy to get into that negative cycle. And again, I will talk about perspective and such, but you know, just keep your mindset on you um, and don't beat yourself up for making the mistakes because they're gonna happen. Like I say, these 10 pointers are gonna come from my own experience um, and I have made mistakes before. So without further ado, the first one and probably the biggest, most painful, most awful, oh, it sucks. But the first point is to go no contact. And I will not kid you, I will not lie, no contact is a very difficult thing to do. In a way, it's a skill. My ex and I were on and off for two and a half years. And one of the reasons why we were so on and off is because neither of us could stick to no contact. Um, the first time we broke up I lasted a week and then the second time I think a month and then the third time a year so um, and he obviously like he would message me and stuff too he happy birthdayed me once and there was some other things I can't really remember but essentially we couldn't stick to it and we kept going into each other's lives and yeah for the record I have no regrets about our relationship I've used these prompts to help change my mindset. I'm incredibly grateful for the memories and the times that we've shared together and the way we've developed as people. Absolutely no regrets. I think it's a beautiful thing to have had that in this life, to love someone that deeply and to grow with them when we are so quiet in our formative years. But yeah, we kept coming back to each other, um, but this time, no, no contact. 
which obviously just before Christmas was a very difficult thing. And he was like, well, obviously I'm going to message you Merry Christmas. And I was like, well, no, you can't because if we're, go- if we're breaking up, we're breaking up. So um, no contact essentially is, yeah, it's cold turkey. You remove them off social media, you delete the messages, you delete the photos, even if it's just to your recently deleted, which is what I did. I couldn't do it all at once. But as soon as you're out the door or they have left your site, they are gone. And I'm not saying that you need to block out the memories, you need to block their contact details. Unless this person has abused you in any way, in which case I think I recommend going to some therapy because this podcast will probably not cover everything you, you needed to. Um, and I don't think it could. But yeah, you just, you remove them. And it is so, oh, it's so difficult. I personally, we just removed each other off social media which sucked. I couldn't quite delete the photos. The photos have only gone recently because I only got to the point recently where I was like, right, I can delete the photos. Most of them are printed out anyway, so it's not a big deal as much as it was in my head. You don't need to block them, like I say, but you do need to, you do need to stop. You just go cold turkey for 30 days. Um, I'd recommend watching Matthew Hussey. He has a really good video about this and why you should do it. Um, And you do it for 30 days minimum. Um, And the thing about no contact the beautiful, amazing thing about no contact that will get you through it because it is awful. Like I was crying on the floor for the first two days, like phoning people, like if I'm not phoning you, I'm gonna be phoning him and I can't, I can't do that. Um, But the video will help pick it up and it reminds us that when you go no contact, you will either come back stronger together. One of you at the end of the 30 days will go, okay, I didn't like that. Let's give this another shot or you will come back stronger. You'll either come back stronger together or you will come out stronger. It's a win-win. It is literally a win-win. Like I was saying with that positive malarkey earlier, you've got to change the mindset. You've got to at least try, as difficult as I know it is, you've got to at least try and think of it as a win-win. You will either be stronger or you will come back stronger together. Me, personally, I managed to fly by myself, which is something that I never would have done. Had we not got back to, had we not broken up, I've made new friends, I've had new experiences. You know, it's an opportunity for growth. It's an opportunity for learning and just embracing life again for picking up on things that maybe you've lost track of, that things have like fallen to the side. Like, but yeah, no contact is difficult. So I appreciate if there are lapses and such. If you haven't started to do no contact and you're still in contact with your ex, like Matthew Hussey says, I'd recommend just sending a, a message. It's nothing personal, it's just something I have to do. And it will suck. And something that, again, helped me through no contact was setting little milestones for myself. So it's like, okay, I got I got through a day without talking to him. Okay, I've done three days now. Okay, and but tomorrow I'm seeing my friends, so I can't message them. And then next week, my parents are coming, so I can't message them. Um, and such like this, oh, and then I've got a trip. And then before you know it, it's seven days, it's 10 days, it's two weeks, it's three weeks. And then you're at day 30 and you have that opportunity to evaluate and you can think, not is this worth going back to, but is this right for me right now? And another quote that helps is when you don't know what to do, do nothing. And I felt like that for a very long time. I didn't know what to do. And to an extent, I still feel like that. So I'm doing nothing. I'm just enjoying the peace, enjoying the solitude. Whatever happens, happens. I don't think I'll, my ex and I were never going to say never. But I think that for where we are in our lives, this is what needed to happen. And again, I'm grateful. It's an experience that taught me about growing, about about growing and about myself 
and strength and discipline and all those things that usually I really like, but somehow, you know, when it is implemented, it does suck. So yeah, I would recommend no contact if you haven't already gone. Um, and following on from that, when you are doing these 30 days, my next point is to journal. Journal every single thought that you have. At the end of the day, at the end of day one, I pretty much wrote a chapter <laughs> on how I was feeling. Because of course you can speak to your family, you can speak to your friends. But every little nuance, every little thought that you're going to have, every little emotional turn is really difficult to convey sometimes. And if you just put it all down on paper, it's really quite cathartic. And you do that every single day for the 30 days and you will see your progress as well. Progress isn't linear, of course. Um, something that helps me is remembering that like, so long as if you think of your progress on a graph, so long as the, uh, the arrow is going up to the right, there will be dips, but so long as it is heading up and off to the right-hand corner, then that's good. Like, that is the way it should be. But yeah, journal for 30 days. Get all those nasty, horrible thoughts, because there'll probably be some that you don't want to share with your friends. Get them on paper, do it just for you. And it's really, yeah, it's a really good thing, and it really helped me this time as well. And again, bouncing off from that, point number eight would be to plan a trip it's really nice to have something to look forward to. Even if you financially can't afford maybe like a long stay away, even if you can just go to another city, go to another place, stay in a hotel for a night, have something to break up the 30 days and have something to look forward to and plan and put your energy in. So like I've discussed, I went to London last month. Um, I went by myself and I got to plan what I wanted to do and I had no one to rely on. I just did it for me and it was so, so good and so empowering. I just got to muck about London, being a hot girl, being such a hot girl in London for three days, just doing my own thing, not having to worry about him or anything else. And it was great. Um, I've also got Ibiza booked, so planning that as well. Um, that wasn't booked as a result of a breakup that was booked before. <laughs> um, but just plan a little trip for yourself, plan some time for you, Put your energy in that and have something to look forward to. That really helped me. And also, um, number seven then is doing, making, having, whatever verb you want to use, a revenge body, but for you. You should never be working out for someone else's approval. You should always be working out for you. Like I said last week, you're working out to feel good, not look good. And when you're feeling good about yourself and about your body, your ex becomes a little bit more inconsequential. Um, personally, me, I was always into the gym. I'm, my gym habits never really stopped when I got in a relationship. Um, but now I've gotten back into it. I found like, I really like it again. Like I didn't not like it, but I don't know. I suppose I have a greater appreciation for it. Um, when we got back together that time, I stopped going to the gym four days a week because one of those days I would be with him. And now I, and then it was three days, and now I'm back to four days. I do two upper days, two lower days. And oh, it's so good. It is so good to see yourself and just feel strong. Because when you feel physically strong, you feel mentally strong. Um, I've also started taking supplements again, and I have seen subtle changes in my body composition, which make me feel so hot. And it is kind of sad, because I'm like, hmm, this is a revenge body he'll never see. But it's a revenge body that feels so good to have and know that I worked for this I channeled my grief in such a way that I can now see a palpable result of it 
And it doesn't have to be just going to the gym. It can be literally anything. It can be like starting running again, going out for your hot girl walkies, going to a new yoga class, hot pod yoga, anything like that. Anything that makes your body feel good, even just for half an hour. Oh, it's so, so worth it. Um, Channeling your grief in a way that you can reap from, I think. Um, I once heard that grief, grief isn't like a hole from when someone dies or a breakup or something. And I think when someone dies and you'd go to a brave cup, like they are quite similar in my experience. Um, The grief has channeled in different ways, but fundamentally I think it's similar. Because grief isn't about what you've lost. Grief is about what you still have and what you cannot give. So for instance, when a loved one dies, you still have all this love for them and all these things that you want to do with them and all these memories and experiences but you no longer have somewhere to put this energy. And that's what grief is. It's like a surmount. It's not a lack. It's having too much. And a breakup's very much the same. You have parted ways from someone who you love incredibly and you maybe thought you were going to spend the rest of your life with and you had so many things that you wanted to do with them and so much love for this person. And now you have these feelings and you just they're just sitting there. Um, and yeah, that kind of shifted my focus on grief. It's like, right... So I, I'm not losing out, I just have too much now, I don't know where to put it. So you put it in yourself, you invest within yourself. Maybe that's going to the gym, maybe it's something else. Um, but that leads on to point number six, which is look after yourself. This is such a hard time to go through, like I said earlier, like I admitted. I was literally crying on the floor for two days. I still had work during that time, I still saw friends, but there were like a good few hours when I was just like on the floor crying and I couldn't actually get up. Um, just because the grief um, was so immense like it's such a hard time and it's much better now because I journaled and I looked after myself anyway um, but look after yourself it's such a horrible thing to go through and taking care of yourself should be you should always be your number one priority Um, so looking after yourself so you know eat well and binge out a little bit if you need to but I did listen to a podcast there was a podcast called um let me think, what is it called? Breakup Bestie. Yes, Breakup Bestie is amazing. It's so good. I recommend listening to that. But they discussed in it that when you're not eating well, as we all probably know, you know, you're not giving your body what it needs and therefore mentally you're probably not going to do great either. So yeah, binge out on the stereotypical ice cream and pizza. But remember to like, you need to have some good stuff in there. Um, a little challenge is maybe to just like eat the rainbow. Um, so, you know, maybe throw in some strawberries, throw in some carrots, throw in some blueberries, um, throw in some tomatoes, you know. Don't just eat things that are really sweet. Um, because, I mean, you can if you want, but I'm just basically trying to say have some balance. Listen to your body and what it needs. Um, and don't indulge in that need to binge too much. And obviously, I don't even want to go into, like, alcohol and substance abuse. Um, look after yourself. Maybe you have one or two extra glasses of wine. That's totally cool. Um but so long as it's temporary as well. Um, and yeah, like I just mentioned, for point number five, listen to podcasts. Listen to podcasts. Um, I would recommend not listening to sad songs maybe one week or two weeks after the breakup. Indulge in the sad songs for a bit because, oh my gosh, there's so there's so many great sad songs out there. Like, I mean, romanticise it as well. You want to listen to some Adele on the bus home. Um, maybe it's a late night drive and you know you've got some with or without you on it's a Ross or Rachel Ross and Rachel moment um 
But then afterwards, no, you need to pick yourself up and you need to listen to some podcasts. You need to listen to some Jay Shetty. You need to listen to some Matthew Hussey. You need to listen to podcasts that are about picking yourself up and moving on. Um, Jay Shetty said in one of his podcasts that there's, I believe, a Asian practice of putting back broken pottery together. And they use these wonderful materials and substances to do this with like your golds and your silver. And when they put this, this crockery back together, it's thought to be more gorgeous because of the errors that are in it now. And that's like picking yourself up after a breakup. So if you listen to podcasts, you'll find tons of things like these. Well, I mean, you're already listening to a podcast anyway, so maybe that defeats the purpose. But listen to more. Listen to more. Instead of putting the temptation on to listen to Adele, listen to a podcast and you will probably learn something. You won't listen to You won't learn something if you listen to Adele. You might feel good temporarily. You might indulge in the feelings a little bit. We've all indulged in them. But otherwise, you're not going to learn something. So put on a podcast and learn something. Hopefully you've learned something from this one. I sincerely hope so. Um, and then point number four is embrace the growth. Like I said earlier, it's such a difficult time. Um, but another thing that really helped me was just sitting with that horrible feeling. Sitting with what had happened. How hurt I'd been. And not trying to, not trying to feel it. Not trying to challenge it or refute it or dissect it. But just sitting with it, just thinking like, this is this is going on in my head. Let's just play it out for a moment or two. Let's just sit with it. Let's just sit with this horrible knot in my stomach and make my peace with it. Because the more I do it, the less upset I get. I don't know if that's psychological advice. Maybe that's really bad. Um, but embrace the uncomfortable feelings, basically. Like I said, challenge yourself, push yourself, look after yourself. Think of it as an opportunity and not a loss. And then point number three, when we're talking about new opportunities, is to try new hobbies. Do something new. Invest in something new. Because like I said earlier, you now have probably energy and time that you do not have anywhere to put it in now. So try some new hobbies. Maybe that is going to the gym. Maybe it's going to a book club. Maybe it's learning a new language. Anything like that, I think is really good. And actually that links back to my point about journaling and no contact. Some targets I set myself because you know I like to go above and beyond. Um, when I was looking out at day one on these thirty days and thinking, oh my god, how am I gonna, how am I gonna do this? I'm gonna die before I have to do this. Um, no, not that intense, genuinely. Um, but I was like, no, if I'm going to message, I have to do these things for me first, and if I do these things, then I can message. So I set myself the task of, um, getting out my comfort zone boosting my duolingo streak and um, reading five books I think it was stuff like that and I was like okay so I have to go through the 30 days and I have to do this stuff for me I have to try and properly get over this um because the thing about no contact is sometimes in no contact you go back but oh my god and this breaks my heart but sometimes in no contact you move on um not that it breaks my heart in a bad way obviously moving on is a good thing but you know it's letting go and that's sad um but new hobbies and new things, that helps. Um, new things, point number two, new habits. Every time my ex and I broke up, I challenged myself to implement one more self-care routine, one more item of self-care routine, however you want to phrase it, into my day. <laughs> so the first time we broke up, I think I started moisturising after every shower, um, which I still do, um, and that's been two years now. So yeah, I moisturise religiously after every shower. Um, now, I floss I didn't floss before is that disgusting um I take really good care of my teeth anyway 
but I didn't floss um, and now yeah I religiously floss um just look after yourself it all links up it's all very poetic I guess but new habits new healthy habits as well maybe you want to get up a little bit earlier in the morning maybe you want to carpe diem it I love carpe dieming it um maybe you want to try a new recipe once a week maybe maybe you want to do some yoga before bed um anything that is beneficial to you oh my goodness go for it um and then my point number one which I have hopefully already said enough during this is that don't be hard on yourself you're only human and it is such a difficult time and I mean I still hate it I still have sad moments I don't expect for them to go away anytime soon but like I said earlier so long as the graph is going up a little bit it's headed in the right direction Um, and hopefully your graph will be headed up in the right direction after this podcast Um, breakups are hard and they really suck and I'm not a professional, like I say, I've just gone through it recently. Um, I still have a lot of respect for my ex. I think he would have the same. But I'm just trying my best to cope with it in a healthy way, with integrity. And I would advise you, as if you were one of my besties, just to do the same as well. Um, so yeah, I am grateful for my relationship. Um, I'm grateful for my breakup as well. I've had so many cool experiences. And I think it's tied in with me just wanting to embrace being single, being a student for my last semester, making the most of this time and being selfish with it. That's another wonderful thing about breakup. a breakup is because you can just be so selfish. I become so incredibly self-centered in a way after a breakup because my energy is for me. I'm not, I'm not putting myself in a position again where my energy is not being matched. And I get to, I get to give it all to me. It is amazing. I've got a pocket full of sunshine. Um, and yeah, I've had so many great experiences. I've been to London, um, had so many cool uni things as well. I made a new friend during, um, uh, during like, um, we had this sort of like social media group chat. That's the word group chat. Um, and she posted like, oh, is anyone being for, got any breakup advice? And I responded, um, and we got to talking and we've been talking every day since and you know something so small but so beautiful as that wouldn't have happened had I not broken up with my ex um or broken up together um so yeah um thank you so much for listening um I hope that wasn't too much trauma I hope there was something useful in that I hope there was a takeaway um please um leave a review leave a comment, share on your story, um, send me a DM if you like, um, and hopefully I will see you next week.